Hello Bulldogs fans and welcome to a special edition of, well, the only podcast all about the Canterbury-based Bulldogs, that we're aware of anyway. And it's a very special edition because we have our first ever guest on today, and well guys and girls, we've gone straight to the top. We have the Bulldogs chairwoman, Lynn Anderson. Alright, well Lynn, welcome to the podcast and thanks so much for your time. Uh, we know you're a busy busy person at the club, so thank you so much. No worries, it's good to be here boys. I've uh, noticed uh, since you've been involved with the club, um, the Bulls have been heavily involved within the community. Is that something that you're strongly passionate about? I am strongly passionate about, but I can't take credit for it. The, the um, club was doing some really good work when I came here, um, but I do feel really strongly about it. Funnily enough, I've just come from uh, doing a talk at Picnic Point High School um, around International Women's Day, and we had um, Sari and Arthur from our community team there. So um, we do do some really good work, at, and I think it's really important. My dad taught me that when um, he first started back in 1970. You know, he said it was it might start with your players and your teams, but then you've got your fans and your families and your community. So it, it's really important to me. I think we have a great role to play. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Is there any, like, any future planning on community engagement anywhere else the Bulldogs might be able to go to that in the near future that we haven't looked at, we haven't seen just yet? Um, I'm sure that there'll be plenty of plans for this year. We're even talking to the boys this morning. They have obviously a lot of school programs. Um, there's a, a, I did a photo shoot last week around women in sport awards that we're doing. So there's lots of things happening. Um, I imagine that they, they put them out when they're due. They put them out on, um, on social for everyone to understand. But yeah, we are going actually, obviously up in local um, areas important to us but now that we've signed our uh, relationship and partnership with the north coast um, we we're up there last week doing a really beautiful work in the community so we're extending it and obviously we've got a game in perth and in brisbane and we're trying to map out as big a territory as we can for the bulldogs fantastic you've touched on a few questions that might be coming up there <laughs> um, i've led uh, you in that's no good <laughs> <laughs> We'll continue on. Uh, we understand that about a month ago now, you've, uh, you're in the UK. Did um, that have something to do with the signing of St Helens prop, Luke Thompson? And I did, and actually it was funny. I um, we, we did it very quickly. We'd, we'd been negotiating for a long while. The um, the, the recruitment and um, committee retention committee had had identified him several months ago, and and we were we we're in a really good place. But it just felt like it was ebbing and flowing a little bit. Um, and so I reached out to talk to the dad because I thought the one thing I do did um, empathise with is through the course of my life, through my husband, Chris, obviously, there's been times where I've had to move away from home. And, and as much as there can be great opportunities, it, it can also be a really lonely time. Um, so, you know, I was able to ring the dad and reassure him that his boy won't be lonely while he's with the Bulldogs. Um, and it was just, as I said, it just got to the opportunity. I said, we said to Hilly, I think, you know what, we need to look them in the eye, get over there and and just get it done as quickly as possible if he really wanted to come. And, and luckily for us, he did. So we're really excited. He's a great young kid. Um, we met the family. Um, Dad and brother are really um, – he, he's a package. He comes together with the family, which suits our club. So um, I, I think he can be fantastic for us. And ultimately what we loved is he, he wants to be tested against the best in the world, and that's why he wants to come to Australia. So we're thrilled. Fantastic. He's, he's played for GB recently as well, so uh... – International yeah. fans will see that it's probably equal to any front row in the NRL. Well, we'll find uh, out. We'll find out, won't we, when he comes out here? <laughs> okay, talk it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Luke, uh, Luke Thompson come down and play for Bulldogs next year. I'm speaking about that, are we uh, looking forward to seeing some of those salary cap restrictions ease up? Uh, 
next year. It's been reported that uh, it's starts to ease up a little bit when starting next year. Is that a go for the club? Yeah, well, I think we. Yeah, we've been able to um, ease it a little bit in the last few years with obviously there's been a fair bit of movement in and out of our ranks. Um, and so, you know, we, we're in a really good place. Like, yes, we've obviously signed a star, but we do have, have um, you know, interest in others at the moment. And so, no, I think we're, you know, we definitely have already started signing players for next year. Um, we're, our recruitment committee is is very alert um, and has obviously a whole lot of options open. But what I have learned since I've come back into the game in the last few years is I'm amazed at how quickly things move you know when I was last involved obviously when Chris was still coaching it's a different world now um and I think last year we learned some really good lessons um and we certainly benefited from it when we secured Dallin who's just a star on and off the field as far as I'm concerned um and what we need to do is be absolutely nimble and ready to to pounce pretty quickly when those opportunities come up and that's what we're doing for ourselves yeah it is Dallin there has quickly become a favorite amongst fans as well I think that. Um, I was looking at the Bulldogs website yesterday. It said that the membership number uh, for 2020 is just a tick over 14,000. Um, how, how are we tracking with previous years and has the move to Bank West Stadium at the end of this year affected that at all? Yes, it, that, uh, not just the move to Bankwest Stadium. I think the challenge we've got this year is is we're playing, you know, at ANZ until halfway through the year, then Bankwest and a few um, games in other venues. So it, it's a tricky year to sell for memberships and, and Obviously, we're you know coming off a couple of years where we haven't um, you know haven't performed to the standards that obviously all of us want us to be. So I think membership's tracking along about where we thought it would be. Um, we've we've got a couple of really key signings for me in the um, commercial and marketing team. One of them is Jack Measley, our, um, our head of commercial, who is a very, very astute brand marketer, as well as a sponsorship expert. Um, and then another one is Stacey Brand, who um, is a membership lady. We got her from... Uh, Parramatta, the Western Sydney Wanderers, and obviously she knows Bankwest pretty well. So um, they've done a lot of refining of our previous office to simplify it. Um, and so I don't know if that'll necessarily come through straight away, but I, I certainly have high hopes that we're, we've got it in a good place for going forward. And, you know, ultimately we're building something special here. So I'm hoping fans will start to jump on. As we're talking about Bankwest Stadium, we went last year to watch two games there last year. It was a fantastic stadium. Do you reckon Bankwest uh, will the members will benefit from the use of Bankwest Stadium at the back end of the year? I love the stadium myself. I agree with you. I think it's it's the best that I've been to, to watch a game of footy. And I mean, in those front rows um, of the stand, you, you're that close that you're going to be sprayed with um, the sweat, <laughs> blood, sweat and tears, I think, of the boys. It's, it's so close to the sideline. Um, so for me personally, once we get there, I, I accept that it's, you know, uh, geographically, it might be a challenge for a lot of our fans, um, but I'm hoping that everyone does at least give it a chance to try once. And I think the best thing we've got going for it at the moment is we're undefeated there. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to mention that, but I thought, yeah. no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'd be positive. We'd grab it while we can. Yeah, it's an easy walk from the uh, train station as well. For anyone out there that hasn't been, uh, don't let that stop you. Uh, NRLW has been in the news recently. Uh, the competition is expected to expand in 2022 from the reports. A couple of weeks ago, it emerged publicly that the Bulldogs want to be part of the NRLW. What is the process for that to happen from where the club is currently at? We're absolutely thrilled with our women's strategy. Um, for me, obviously, it was pretty important as a, a woman um, chair. Um, and it's funny, I grew up loving the game from the very first minute I watched it. I loved it. But it never occurred to me that I'm, 
I might be able to play it. So for me, I think it's wonderful that I can show my granddaughters now and say, you know what, if you want it, you can get a chance. You know, for us as a club, um, we're thrilled. I think Hilly said to me, he thinks we're the only club in the NRL that actually provides opportunities now for our girls to play at every level, whether that be, you know, Tasha Gale, Harvey Norman, um, Lisa Piala. Um, but we are, obviously, the one gap that we have is the NRLW licence, and we definitely are in the play for that one. So we're really hopeful that if we get that, then that cements a full um, pathway for young girls in our games. We've also set up a, um, a talented athlete like a, um, program, which obviously we've had for men and now we have for the women. We have a female coach and um, manager was our commitment to the um, Tasha Gale squad when we first came in. So we're, we're really getting that to a good level. We'll start to support a full pathway. Um, and what... Do you think the NRL would pick us, pick us for expansion? What's our selling point? Well, I'd like to think that a we're we are a you know a traditional club, um, family club, obviously, um, with a full offering. But I think you know we we've supported um, the the ranks in every competition um, going right through. So for us, I think we're a really strong club for the game to say you know we've got good creds, obviously, in this space of, of development and moving teams through, and we're really excited about it. And, and you know, we are a traditional Western Sydney club, um, so I'd like to think, you know, that they want to push the um, the boundary into that area as well. Yeah, well, they do need a geographical side of Western Sydney looking at the current balance of the teams. Uh, another gap, I suppose, has been announced the Bulldogs are one of three new clubs to join the NRL Touch Premiership. Uh, what's the importance of both males and females Bulldogs Touch football sides? Oh, I think there's loads of importance for us there. Obviously, you know, there, there are other versions of the game where we can try and um, certainly grow potential interest in, in um, men and women wanting to play the game. You know, we know nowadays, even with my grandkids, a lot of them are going to the, the touch um, as a first starter. So for us, it could be a really nice entree into our, our tackle um, options for the game. But also, I think, you know, start to spread our brand. And, um, and it, it's just a natural fit for us to have, um, as I said, just our families growing. Yeah, I'm forward to watching the boys out, boys and girls out there this year. Yeah. The um, I just read in the article for the uh, from the rest of the Bulldogs website that the the touch football premiership draw hasn't been released yet. But can we expect touch footy game before the Bulldogs uh, before an NRL game this year? I haven't discussed that yet because it's literally so new. Just found out. Um, I think it was just this week we got the news. But you know, any, anything would be on the table. I'm sure. Um, we spoke about earlier, and I did see some uh, social media content with the Bulldogs visiting the uh, up in the North Coast for their trial just recently. How did that North Coast partnership come across? Uh, what can we expect from the partnership moving forward? And is there going to be um, any chance of an NRL game being moved into the area from the Bulldogs? Um, that obviously, the NRL game, I will... will take advice on and come back to you guys on that one. But, you know, I mean, if, if obviously there was suitable venues that could sustain NRL standards, then, um, you know, I think there's certainly conversation could be had on certain games. And for us, it, it's um, when we came back to the club and, and obviously we've we've looked at where we were when we first got back in a couple of years ago and, and clearly from our point of view, we, we've made a strategic decision to get back to being a development club. Um, and that's that's where the, the club has had lots of success in the path, and we definitely want to boost that. Now, obviously, your juniors, your backyard is is a really pivotal part of that. But we also know nowadays that you know the the best players are not all going to be born in Canterbury, Bankstown district. So for us, it was a, a um, an easy option to say, well, okay, we need to grow that um, footprint. And for us, it's not just about going and taking players. You know, we want to go into regions that we actually 
care about and, and legitimately put investment into, um, not just for the star players, but for the region itself. And last weekend was a really, really beautiful trip for the boys. Um, I went just up for, I think, 36 hours I was there for, but I was absolutely thrilled with the the way our boys interacted with with all the um, the local port people, the smiles that they were putting on faces. You know, this region has had a really tough time, you know, with drought for, for many years. And then I think they were the first ones to have a, um, a tragedy when the bushfires started in this horrible summer. So for us to go in there and just basically say, you know what, we're here, we're sport, we're going to have some fun. Um, it was actually a really, it showed, reinforced to me what we talked about earlier on about the power of sport in the community. You know that we can do really, really good, and and you know ultimately we're obviously investing in um the the pathway development for young kids. So I'd love to think that you know their best juniors come to us and and go on to be long term bulldogs. Really awesome. Uh, where is the club currently at regarding a uh, potential new major sponsor? We're we're hopefully getting closer. We've um had been working really hard on it it's not an easy place at the moment my world is sponsorship that's that's became my um was my last business and it's a really tough time at the moment i'm sure you've seen everywhere that there's um sponsors falling out um from lots of other codes and even within our own nrl world there's there's several properties that are up for grabs now but we're having some really good conversations and i'm you know quietly confident we might be getting closer uh, how important is the uh Sponsors' brand values to line up the board. Oh, very, very important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Again, as I said earlier, I'm a sponsorship person. You know, the best um, sponsorships are the ones that are authentic, where you do have a, an alignment of values and um, and sort of shared objectives. You know, I go back to the very first sponsorship I cut my teeth on was the Hyundai one with the Bulldogs in the mid '90s. Um, for us, they were a, they were a new car company in Australia. No one could even pronounce their name properly, and they wanted to be associated with, um, you know, working class Australians, and certainly um, with a, a sport that was pretty, you know, in, endemic to Australia. So for us, that was a really good fit, and over time, it became a great partnership. So um, obviously, we we want the same success to be rolled out again. Well, exciting times with uh, Ames. It's being redeveloped uh, later in the year. Um, it should take a couple of seasons off. Um, how much save does the Bulldogs get in the redevelopment of Ames, the new Ames Stadium? We've got a really good partnership and, and friendship with um, Venues Live, the, the operators of the um, stadium, um, and they've been great at collaborating with not just us, with the Rabbitohs um, and Tigers, other sort of um, tenants as well. So, you know, obviously there's a, a ring fence around the dollars that they have, um, and we're not the only um, stakeholder to have input, but no, we certainly have been given some really good airtime to um, to put out what we would like to have as part of a new stadium. Do you believe uh, this, uh, the new Ainsford Stadium will be a game changer for the Bulldogs? Look, I really hope so. Um, I think, you know, the same uh, venue operators manage um, Bankwest, so they've they've shown what they can do there, and that, that really is world class. Um, so I'm, you know, very confident that they'll be able to pick up and do the same thing at, at um, Sydney Olympic Park. Where do the Bulldogs sit on the expansion of the NRL? Are they happy with it or to be honest, I haven't had that discussion with um, Hilly at the moment, post obviously Peter Volandi's coming out um, with it. I mean, obviously expansion um, into viable um, territories enhances our value as a game, you know, in terms of being having more games and, and being broadcast. So potentially the footprint around Australia is obviously really important there as well. Um, but, you know, we would want to see more information and details on exactly what expansion opportunities were there um, to be able to, to support. Should uh, Perth or WA be considered for a new club? I would have to, as I said earlier, take some advice on the opportunities over there. But clearly, we, we like Perth Market. You know, we're going there, I think, for the next couple of years. 
Um, so, you know, for us, that, that does start to take more of a national footprint. But at the same time, it's got to be a viable um, entry into NRL competition. So there's a, there's a few more things to be taken into account there. And the recent uh, reports have stated that the club made a substantial loss in revenue last year. How is the club's uh, financial position currently? Yeah, no, we actually made an improvement on our um, The results get reported together with the Leagues Club. Um, and the Leeds Club financials were um, they're in a situation because of their recent massive developments um, that are now redevelopments that are now finished. There were some entries such as depreciation, et cetera, that, that make the bottom line um, put in a negative situation. But in our, our case down at the um, football club, we actually improved the results from the year before. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome, Miss. Uh, what does Dean Pay have to do to get an extension of his contract? Dean has to keep doing what we ended last year, which is showing improvement across the board in the team. I mean, it, that's not just Dean, it's for everyone at the club. From the board down, we all have to keep improving um, for us. So, look, you know, I've been really thrilled. We gave him an extension for what I believe were really valid reasons that, you know, when he first came in, it was a tough gig. It was a tough gig for any um, coach, let alone an NRL rookie in their first year. Um, so for us, we basically thought that was a fair call. Um, and I think towards the end of last year, he certainly vindicated that with the, the way he brought a young squad together. Um, you know, it's well known we're the, the, the youngest, I think, across the um, – the game, and I think they were the least uh, experienced in terms of NRL games played. So, you know, that's that's a pretty potent combination when you're throwing the boys out into the field competing. And I remember there was one game, you guys will remember it well, I think the um, the Broncos game up at ANZ where we just we got smashed. And I remember after the game thinking, these we're just boys against men. You know, so that was really a bit – that was deflating. Um, but the boys never gave up trying that night. And, um, you know, I think it was probably – Eight, ten weeks later, we beat them and at home in ANZ. That, to me, is what we're looking for. A couple of rule changes are leading into 2020. Uh, how do you think the uh, use of the captain time for the use this season? And has our team got a plan, a game plan for this rule? I'm sure the boys have a game plan. They haven't shared it with the chair just yet <laughs> um, for it, but that's okay by me because I'm not the one out there making the um, the calls. It, it, that's a really interesting one. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I probably see it in play. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit unsure of that one, to be honest, um, but we'll see. We, we had one last, uh, the other one where you could, the, you know, you can have the position of um, where you have the scrum. Um, we have the three options. Yeah, that was it. We saw that at play last weekend. Didn't really it probably weren't predictably how I thought it will. So um, we'll just see how those ones roll out this year. Awesome. On the home stretch of questions now, uh, mm-hmm. how keen is the NRL squad start the season? Uh, we all know we, we have to start well. There's no doubt about that. You know, we ended really well. We need to carry that momentum onto the paddock. Um, and, you know, Dean said he's been wrapped with the way the boys have come back. You know, they were a young squad. They went away. Um, and they, I, he believes they've taken on board the learnings that they've come. They've come back, you know, standing a bit taller and, and a bit bigger after, an, you know, off-season training. And, and I think that's a really important part. Um, my husband, Chris, has always said that when you've got young kids, that you really, you re- they really need two full off-seasons under their belt before they're, they're potentially match-hardened. Um, and most of those guys have got that now, not to mention an extra 20, 30 games um, of experience running out there and, you know, importantly, towards the end of the back year, knowing how to tough it out in, um, in some tight situations. So, look, you know, we're, we're really confident the boys are as ready as they can be, the old cliché, um, but, you know, we're excited. We can't wait for the game to um, kick off next week. Uh, what game are you looking forward to the most this season? Uh, the first one for sure is Parramatta. Come on, guys. I'm from the era. It, sorry, we're um, the the 80s 
was the um you know the um rivalry was certainly started um so for me now I think it'd be great it's a great the, the stadium's fantastic it's our first game everyone's equal we're all on the same amount of points so um we're really looking forward to it we'll be there uh, I was expecting that uh, sorry am I predictable am I <laughs> Oh, no, no, of course not. This was that question. I thought I had the answer. Um, <laughs> a, a, a bit of a fun one. Do you have a favourite player at the club? Oh, they're my boys. So I can't, you can't pick a favourite child. Come on. I can't do that. <laughs> but I've got to say, I love, you know, I'm actually really, no, I'm just really, saying, I'm really proud of them. They, they're coming together. And, um, you know, I think they, there's, all, there's lots of them in, in various ways that are really putting their, you know, literally their bodies on the line, but also embracing our values. Um, you know, and one, if I had to call anyone out, it's like Kieran Foran. He's just had been dealt some, you know, pretty, pretty ugly blows. Um, but he's out there training as hard as you like and, and encouraging all the young boys, you know, running around the paddock and lifting them up when they drop a ball, he goes over and he's really positive to them. You know, you can't buy that. So um, I'm, I'm proud of them all, but I just see lots of good things happening just from the sideline when I'm watching and no one sees me watching. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. Uh, we hope to be able to speak to you again sometime in the future. Uh, it means a lot to both of us that you actually took the time to come on this. No worries, boys. Thank you for supporting the club like you do. It's magic.